Welcome to my channel. My name is Lisa Alistway, and on this channel, you will find a variety of inspirational and informational videos. So if that sounds good to you and you haven't subscribed, please subscribe. My guest today is Pam Roussel, who is the founder and CEO of Perfectly Holistic, a boutique for cats. Her mission is to educate and help cat owners provide the very best in holistic health for their, for their cat. I will be linking her website down below for your reference. Welcome, Pam. Thank you for having me. It's not Happy very to have often you. people want to talk about cats, so I'm just, I'm excited. <laughs> oh, I, I'm definitely a cat lover. I think though you might be a cat lover on a whole other level. Um, <laughs> so let's kind of talk, talk about, um, would you mind sharing a little bit about yourself and why you got into the cat business? You know, it's, it all started with a cat, but I'd have to really back up like 10 years prior to that. I, I worked in the fitness industry, gosh, for probably 37 years. And back then at the, at the time, probably around 2000, no, probably I want to say around 1999, I got a foot injury that had to have surgery and a bone removed. It was terrible absolutely terrible. And so fast forward, doctor says, Oh, this, this rarely happens to the other foot. Well, fast forward a few years later and it did. <laughs> and oh so gosh. instead of going, you know, after going through that same round of the boot and, and all the other, you know, steroids and all that stuff that just wasn't working. I was on a vacation in Vancouver and we were driving through Chinatown and they have these little, you know, all their markets and their food set out outside with all the signs. And it just kind of, I was in a boot at the time and had been in a boot for about three months. And it just kind of hit me like an epiphany. I said, like, when I get back to Houston, I need to go find a Chinese doctor. And I had never had a prompt to step out of the allopathic conventional medicine channel, if you will until that time. And so when I did get back to Houston, I, I got on the internet basically and had a, just searched and found a couple of acupuncturists, Chinese doctors. And the first one I called didn't answer. And so the next one I called did, and that's who I ended up going to. And she healed my foot in eight weeks. With acupuncture. With acupuncture and some Chinese herbs. Wow. After being in a boot for months with the prognosis looking very bad, like I'd have to have surgery again on that bit. And I'm like, mm -hmm. no way. So that was a real eye-opening experience for me because like I said, I had never been interested or even prompted to look at alternative healing methods and holistic health or anything like that. And I worked in the fitness in industry for quite a while at to that point even. And I felt really betrayed by my own industry being in the health industry that I had never even heard about, you know, alternative medicine or anything like that. So it was, it was quite an eye-opening experience. And so that just kind of opened a Pandora's box, like, okay, well, what else don't I know? <laughs> what else do I need to learn about? Because this is pretty incredible stuff. And I might add that I am needle phobic. So to drag myself to an acupuncturist was out, you were desperate. Way outside of my comfort zone and desperate. Yes. Yeah. But that's what happens when people are at their, you know, the end of their rope and they are facing, you know, horrible situations. That's when they really wake up and go, 
you know, there's just something inside of me that says, I need to keep looking some, I need to look somewhere else. I need to, there's, there's something out there that I'm missing that I need to go explore and learn about. And so that's what kind of prompted me on my journey. So into holistic health, I started going to a naturopath clinic and actually it wasn't really for me. It was for one of my cats because she had feline acne. And after going the veterinary route, who said, you got to go to a veterinary specialist. So we did that and expensive food. And oh, in order to find out what she's allergic to, we'd have to do all the skin testing. And I just saw dollar signs in my head. And I thought, you know what? No, I'm going to go to the naturopath that my friend goes to because she says people bring their cats there. <laughs> so I did. And they told me right away what she was allergic to. They used muscle testing and they, they did some energy clearing work called energetic cellular release which is like a similar thing to NAET for people who know about NAET. And she has been able, she was able to eat that food for the rest of her life. The ones that she said she was allergic to never had chin acne again. So that was very, very eye-opening. And so once again, it piqued my curiosity, like, okay, I need to learn more about muscle testing. I need to learn more about herbals. I need to learn more about homeopathy. And so it just kind of started building on itself and so when my other cats would have issues I would take them there <laughs> because I knew I could get answers and I could get help you know not just a pill not just a special prescription food or you know oh they're gonna have to be on medicine the rest of their life answer like that doesn't that doesn't cut it you know there's an answer out there we just have to go look for it and so I started using it for my own health stuff, hormones and all that kind of stuff. Um, got some great results. I mean, great results. And so I started applying things that I learned for myself and the things that I had learned for my cats through the naturopath people and just started to build that toolkit, so to speak. And then when one of my cats passed away unexpectedly a week after receiving a rabies vaccine. Is this snow, um, snow bear? Snow bear. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that story, his story is on my website. But he, we were going to try to, we were going out of town and we were going to board the two older kitties and take the younger kitties with us. And it was a very long two day, you know, road trip just to get there. Uh, so one of the requirements for the boarding facility was up-to-date vaccinations. And I had stopped vaccinating my cats years ago because I got smart uh, and knew that there was a problem with over-vaccination. And he had, he had feline herpes and he had some feline bronchitis. And um, anyway, long story short, he died a week after getting his updated vaccines. And so that was like a turning point for me when I'm sitting in an office with my best friend, <laughs> we're sobbing, you know, just like lamenting this whole situation. And I thought to myself, I said out loud, I said, somebody needs to open up a boarding facility for cats without vaccines being required. <laughs> I said, I need to open up a facility <laughs> that, you know, I need to open up, I need to be that business owner. I need to be the person on the front line, educating people, don't do what I did learn, learn better, do better, you know, the whole, the whole gamut. So that kind of prompted me into starting perfectly holistic because of him inspired by him and inspired by the cats that I had, that had taught me about natural healing and holistic approaches. And so it kind of built for the last six years, 
I was working a full-time job and building a business on the side. So I had zero life, um, but I was loving what I did. And I was meeting all of these people from all over the world that would find me online and ask me to help them with their cats from all kinds of issues from IB from not IBD specifically, but, you know, vomiting or diarrhea or, um, horrible itchy skin and like the feline acne and the acid reflux and people that have um food sensitivities all this stuff i mean all the stuff uh, so those lessons weren't in vain that my cats taught me you know because they've had they've had issues too so i had to learn through those issues mm -hmm. and so it's been really really quite a journey and then just this last january i finally resigned that full-time job and I am working full-time in my business now. Oh, that's so. so, that's so inspirational as far as like people starting new careers, new businesses, yeah. um, you know, especially if you're midlife, you know, it can be kind of yeah. scary starting over, but if you have a passion, which I can hear that you definitely have a passion for holistic health, you have a passion for cats yeah. and you've married those two and you've been able to build a business from it. Um, yeah. What did uh, your family members, friends think when you were going to start this business where they think you're crazy or were they supportive or? I think, I don't think they were really surprised because they had seen the progression over the years, you know, putting aside the allopathic, I have zero allopathic doctors, conventional doctors. Everybody I go to is alternative or holistic. So, you know, I left that path a long time ago. So and knowing how crazy I am about my cats, they're my kids, and blending the two, like you said, it was just a natural progression. So when I was prompted to start this business, it was, it was probably not a big shock. And I got a lot of support from all of my family and close friends that, you know, were in the same interests in terms of holistic health or had cats or whatever they were people were very very supportive I I don't recall one naysayer that I can remember yeah I mean I I, yeah. you know, I still think a lot of people aren't aware of these type of businesses um yeah. they're mostly used to just going to the veterinarian and paying the vet bill and accepting that as the be-all end-all um yeah and yeah. so it's it's really interesting today to kind of kind of dive into your business and all the different services and stuff that you offer. Yeah. But I want to touch on what that, what you just said a second ago, that your pets were like your kids. And I've read lots of articles about how, you know, millennials are not having kids. They would prefer to have pets over kids nowadays. They're not getting married at the same rate as previous generations. There's a total philosophy change happening here. So there's definitely a marketplace um, oh, because yeah. everybody wants pets and they want them to be healthy and to live as long as possible. Um, so I'm sure your business stays pretty busy just with the changing demographics. Yeah. I mean, I am, a I am fortunate to have three animal communicators now and a full-time volunteer who is a client, um, friend and she does all of my graphic design so that and then I have a Reiki person. So it's, 
it leaves me to be able to handle all of the ins and outs of the marketing and sales and, and my services that I do and all the websites, the, the both websites management um, and just being out there, you know, building the brand basically mm -hmm. and yes. all the, the, the back behind the scenes stuff that's not so fun like accounting. <laughs> yes. You know, so doing all of that, it, it takes up a lot of time. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So, so let's kind of dive into some of the holistic services that you offer. I was looking on your website. You've got some different ones listed. Um, yeah. So let's talk about the animal communication. The, I guess that'd be like a cat whisperer. It can be a pet whisperer. It can be an animal whisperer. Because okay. the, the, I've taken animal communication myself. And I it is the most, it was life-changing for me besides uh, starting this business, of course. But there was a timeline between when Snowbear passed in November, and I took that course in February. I'd heard about it um, online. I was doing some research or something. Something prompted me. I found the Lightfoot way. I found that they had the, the online teleclasses. And so I ended up taking both of their animal communication courses. And that first class, it was like an all day deal. I was a sobbing mess because it was so powerful to connect, I'm going to cry, <laughs> with Snowbear again and have people that were talking to him for me, communicating messages. It was just, it was so powerful. And there was a lot of relief and guilt just gone. Mm. I understand that. I understand that. I lost my 17 year old cat and it, it still hurts today. So I, I mean, oh, I totally, so does. totally get it. it. So does. Yeah. But I had blamed myself because of the, the magazine and everything going against everything. My body told me that I, that was right. But having to do that because my hand was forced, it wasn't because I wanted to do it. And looking back now, it's really cool because if that had not happened, I wouldn't be doing what we have today. Oh, that, that's, oh, that's so special. Yeah. He's yeah. a really special boy, I have to say, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. I read a story and I was like, oh, touch I'm my heart. <laughs> that's okay. This well, is, that's, this is so personal. Your pets are so uh, important to people's lives. Yeah. And, you know, when they're one dies, it's, it's a major grief. And a lot of times people, you know, don't want to say compare it to other like humans dying and so forth. But if it's been your best friend for many years yeah. and you've bonded with that animal, it Absolutely. is a major loss. And, it is a major um, loss. It is a major loss. And I look back and I'm not, even though it was sad, I've, I've been able to move past the hurt and the grief and all of that and just see the purpose behind it and all of the amazing people that I have that because of it and um all the number of cats that i've been able to help because mm -hmm. of it so it's in the grand scheme and a big right is legacy see a bigger purchase bigger purpose behind all of it you know absolutely yeah. snowbird came here did his purpose on this earth and has yeah. left a legacy that's living on through your business and yeah. like you said helping you know thousands of other cats that are going to go yeah. through your, your program, which is awesome. Yeah. 
and he's, you know, every time, every now and then I check in with him, I do a session, a talk and, you know, he's my little cheerleader. <laughs> yeah. And I know this is a recent loss, so I'm, I'm really sorry. No, no, he's, he, he died oh. in 2014. 2014. Oh, okay. I thought it was November of last year. Oh, no, no. It was November 2014. I I got the the idea to start the company shortly after that. And so it took a good, gosh, eight, nine months just to kind of get everything put together and actually formally make the company, you know, websites and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, but um, the animal communication, if somebody has never done an animal communication session. It is so incredible. It's so powerful to hear the pet's perspective on things, whether they're still here with us or whether they've transitioned. They have a lot to say <laughs> and they have, they can be pretty opinionated and they can be funny and then they can be very serious. Um, it's, it's, something that a pet parent would cherish so deeply just having that connection Mm -hmm. so you have like an animal communicator that mediates the conversation yeah I have three ladies actually um just hired a couple new ones there there are different ways that communicators actually communicate or hear it can be something that they know in their mind. They can like sh- actually like hear voices. They can, um, they're given pictures and images or words as they can, as they speak to these pets um, and vice versa. So the pet would, that's how they would, you know, send their messages or communication. And, you know, some of these pets, they're very talkative. So this, these guys, these ladies are just like writing everything they're hearing in their <laughs> as they're going along um so yeah there's basically a session works where you book an appointment with one of the gals and um or you buy the session and they contact you to set up a time if it's an interactive session where you're you're on the phone with the communicator and she's talking to the pet and and being that intermediary like you described and you have your list of questions you're kind of using as a guideline a framework Um, but sometimes they'll share stuff outside of that framework. Um, and then others do a written where it's a transcript. So they'll, they'll connect with the pet and you've submitted your questions and they'll, they'll kind of talk around that as a framework too, and get those answers and write it out in transcript and send you the, the transcript of the conversation. Um, it's, it's cool. And then I have a lady who I just hired, she specializes in lost pets. And that's not, that's not something a lot of communicators will go do because it is so hard. It is so draining and the outcome is not always a pretty outcome. You know, it's not the outcome we want. Sometimes the pet doesn't want to be found. Sometimes the pet has moved on because they have another purpose, another family they're supposed to go help and their soul contract was up Mm -hmm. and sometimes it was just their time to pass and they didn't want to put their owner through the the tough decision of having to do you know do that for them or be there I mean it's just it's very challenging but she she has an incredible process that she's developed and it's not just a one session you know she'll connect with the parent and and then she'll connect with the pet 
and this may take weeks of process to find and locate, but she's located eight out of 10 pets that she's tried to find. Wow. That's that amazing. Is incredible. So yeah. is she, um, I, I'm trying to put my brain around this. Is this like a medium? It's not really, no, it's not really a medium. It is, it is more of a communication with, we, with using the gift of telepathy, which we all have, but in our human age, we have forgotten our, those skills. We have been dumbed down into believing that it's not real. Um, our pineal glands have been calcified due to fluoride and all sorts of other chemicals in our water and our food. And the, the pineal gland is the one that they call the third eye. Mm -hmm. And that is the one that intuitives and mediums have really developed that skill of opening that ability to see and hear and, and get that information from, you know, things that are not visible in front of us. And what, whether you want to call that mediumship, I mean, it kind of is in a way, um, but it's specifically with an animal versus mm -hmm. trying to connect with a person, mm -hmm. but it kind of works the same way. Okay. That's really yeah. interesting. Yeah. Um, I also, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, I also see that you do optimal cat health analysis. What is all included with that? The cat health analysis is one of the services that I do. And it is basically a deep dive energetically to find out what's going on with your cat. So I use muscle testing, which is like applied kinesiology. Um, it is tapping into the, the body's nervous system via your muscles and asking the body questions and you can get responses just because of the innate wisdom the body carries that we have a lot of people don't even know that exists but our bodies are very smart they are intelligently designed and they know what they need in order to get themselves back into balance and so muscle testing is a great tool to tap into that knowledge and that um awareness, if you will. So what I do with muscle testing is I take the pet's photo and a, like a general information form from the parent, like these are the things that I'm concerned about. This is what's going on, you know, whatever. And I just go through a very, very detailed checklist for emotional stuff, um, physical things, physical things might be, you know, checking all the organs and the glands and hormones and then in the body systems of the pet. Um, I look at food, I look at chemical exposure through petrochemicals, things in our home, um, environmental chemicals, things in our food. Um, I look at vaccines, I look for viruses and pathogens. What resonates as a stressor to this pet? What, where is there an imbalance? Where is there a sensitivity of some kind? And that gives me a framework to start. And so going through a checklist like that, it gives you an indication of what's going on with your pet, even in the areas that you're not even aware of. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they might be throwing up hairballs or whatever, but did you know <laughs> there's mm -hmm. food issues going on? Did you know there's viral issues going on? Did you know the liver is out of balance? So mm -hmm. it can give you a bigger picture than just going to a vet and getting a blood panel. That's mm -hmm. very good. It's very helpful, but it doesn't show you the whole, it doesn't take into consideration, you know, their environment and what they've been exposed to 
um, what they're eating necessarily. It just takes a snapshot of what their blood looks like on that day. In, so you, know? you spend a lot of time, I guess, with your clients as far as educating them about, you know, yeah. if you find that your cat has an allergy or a food sensitivity, and maybe we need to replace, you know, the quality of your food. And yeah. so education is a big component too of it, I see. It is. And you know what I find, and you probably find this too, that the people who are finding me online are the ones who are already using holistic health or interested in learning more about it because their toolkit from the vet is, is empty. You know what I mean? They can't do anymore. They're not getting anywhere with that. So they're looking outside of their box. They're like, I just know there's an answer out there. So they're already open to the option, to the possibility of something alternative. Mm -hmm. Um, they're looking for answers versus someone who doesn't really know that there's a, a bigger problem. Someone mm -hmm. who is, um, you know, buying very low quality cat food and gets their vaccines every year probably isn't going to be the person who's knocking on my door unless there's mm -hmm. some severe emergency and mm -hmm. someone says, you know, you've got to go talk to her because something is going on and your vet's not helping. You know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. but the people that are looking for me are the, are the people that I am trying to attract mm -hmm. essentially and they find me. It's great. Most, most definitely. Yeah. Um, I also noticed that you do spend a lot more time with clients, maybe if they went the veterinary type of route. Um, one of the services you offer is actual in-home consultations. Can yeah. you tell us a little bit about that? You know, if you're close enough to me, I'll actually come to you. <laughs> and you're located in Round Rock, Texas. Correct? I am Georgetown. Oh, Georgetown, but, uh, which is near it's, Austin. It's right next to Round Rock. So I'm kind of almost halfway between Round Rock and Georgetown. Um, so yeah, I try to, for people who just really, really, really want an in-person, it's fine. It costs more because it's more time, but um, maybe they're not ready for like a remote stuff. Zoom yeah. call or something <laughs> for it. <laughs> take yeah. you around the house <laughs> right 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 so it's hard for people to understand that when you're talking about energy there is no time and there's no constraints it's not limited by a distance it's not limited by time um it's it's all interwoven so if you think about just having the conversation that we're having now even though that we're not side by side in person we can have this conversation through an amazing thing called the internet, <laughs> you know, but, but it's still energy. We're yeah. having an energetic exchange and it works the same way with a photo. So if we weren't having a conversation, I could still, you know, ask questions of you like, oh, you know, it, silly things like where you were born, what your middle name is. I can get yes, no answers. If I had, you know, if you wanted to test the theory of muscle testing and things like that. So it works the same way. Um, so what are you looking for in the home? Are you looking for like where their, you know, their pet, the, the bed pet is placed or where the food is placed, where the litter box is like, are you looking for like how it's decorated and designed and set up or? Typically not. Typically they just want me to see the pet. They say they want me to okay. see the cat. They want me to okay. be like a hands-on. Oh, please come look. You know, even though I can do all of that virtually, I don't. Okay, because the they're going to act normally in their natural environment versus maybe like in the office. In the office, yeah, you might have a different reaction. 
Absolutely. Cause they're stressed out. You take them in a car, take them to a vet. Cats are stressed, you know, yep. um, dogs, maybe, maybe not, but cats for sure. They tend to like their routine and their house and their environment. So, um, I've, I've only done like one or two mm-hmm. in-person consults because literally most of the time I can just, I do everything on remote. Okay. <laughs> it works um, just well, you know, yeah. Um, that's convenient. Um, yeah. I noticed that you offer Reiki, which I found fascinating because I know I've heard of Reiki for like people, but I've never heard of Reiki for cats. So yeah. can you just tell us first, I mean, for the audience that don't even know what Reiki is and how that applies to with cats? Yeah. Reiki is an, is an old ancient type of energy healing. Um, and forgive me, I cannot remember the name of the guy who developed it. It was a Japanese guy like many years many 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 years ago and uh so basically reiki uses energy work to clear out blocks in the body where there's stagnation um it 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 follows the chakras so the energy centers throughout the body they go from the, the tailbone all the way to the top of the head mm-hmm. so if there is if there is um let's use an example like your cat's vomiting or they're having stomach issues most likely more times than not yours this solar plexus chakra is is blocked or shut down so there's energy stagnation in that area so the blood is not flowing you know there's there's not enough circulation there's not enough energy going through there and when that happens you start to have affect you start to affect the organs and the glands in a certain region and the spine, you know, you think about the spine and how it's connected to uh, sending nerve impulses throughout the body to all the organs and glands. Well, throughout the spine, all those areas of the spine affect all the different parts of the body. So it's, it's all a big energy network. And if there is one part that's truncated or just shut down or kinked or whatever, you're gonna have um, less output and more stagnation um, in the body. So Reiki is very cool because you could, people who are really, really gifted at it can actually sense where there's heat to where there's cooling areas of the body, where there's stuck energy. They can actually see the colors um, of the chakras and, and auras and things like that. It's, it's so very, very cool if you have a really good practitioner. And basically they just work through the body to clear out all of the blocks and the stagnant energy and get things flowing again. And this helps on not only on a physical level, but an emotional level. So if there's been a deep trauma or an emotional type of experience, it's letting go of all of that bad energy as well. So it works the same way on people and pets. And so the practitioner that I have does people and pets. And she's really, really incredible. And she does remotes too. So, but hers is more of a Zoom meeting call. Okay. Um, so yeah. yeah, I think uh, you know pets can get anxiety. They can get depression. Oh yeah. And, um, looking for options now in Reiki, is does it also include massage or is it just hands off? It can be hands on or hands off. Okay. Obviously, in a remote type of situation, it would be hands off. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes the practitioner will use a surrogate, like a stuffed animal. And the intention is I'm working on the cat or the dog and they kind of do their thing through the surrogate. Um, so it just really depends on the practitioner and, and 
the setup if it's a remote or in person. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Do you do cat massage? I just massage my own kitties. <laughs> you know? I'm a big believer in massage. I, I love massage. Yes. And I think our cats really love that, especially on the top of their head. They have these, these um, meridians that go uh, like from their nose up across the top of their head um, and like down behind their ears. So if you have a cat, you know how much they love having their the back of their ears scratched and like the top of their head rubbed and they just they kind of go into a zone it's the cutest thing but that's because they're stimulating those meridians on there and it feels really good most definitely yeah uh, what other holistic health services do you offer that we haven't touched on you know one of my gals does akashic records and that's that that is looking oh i'm not the expert on this but it's basically looking at the um your background, like previous lives, what happened to you, where you were, um, who you were with, um, patterns, it helps identify patterns in your past that you can bring through generations or bring to present time, uh, just from experiences and carry forward. And um, like I said, I'm not the expert at all, but I so have- So is this for cats or for adults? They do for people too, people. And okay. Pets. Yeah. Okay. So you offer both at your, at your place. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we, um, one of the gals I just hired does Akashic records for pets mm -hmm. and my Reiki gal does Akashic records for people. So we're going to, we're going to be offering Akashic records for pets probably in the next week. Oh, That's wow. going to be launching. So Yeah. We're That's just so we, interesting. We're just trying to be creative on, mm -hmm. you know, how we can service mm -hmm. parents and their pets, yeah. you know, and a lot of the ways that we do for ourselves, we can do for our cats, mm -hmm. our dogs, you know, it doesn't matter. So having a pet, it requires financial responsibility because they're not cheap and, you know, people have to budget in the veterinary costs, which are not cheap. And sometimes right. they'll buy like pet insurance. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if, um, are, is any of your services covered under pet insurance or is that something you think in the future that could maybe as, um, be, covered? I don't, I don't know. That's a great question. Yeah. I, you know, typically when you're looking at insurance, you're looking at the medical industrial complex mm -hmm. and I work outside of that. Yeah. Well, I know for like humans, they, they are starting to see like, you know, they'll cover chiropractic care, they'll cover massage. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, they're, they're opening up to some of these alternative therapies and having yeah. insurance covered by it. So I was just wondering if there was like, since there's such a marketplace for pets and people, mm -hmm. and they can be very costly with their health issues. And I mean, I had a friend who, um, she had a dog issue and it was like an $8,000 pet bill by the time it was all said and done. Yeah. Um, it just, it's crazy. Yeah. So I was just wondering um, if any of the costs could be covered with insurance. Not, not at this time, not, not under time. our programs. No. But uh, most of your services, I believe are pretty affordable. Um, yeah. We try to really make it affordable so that we can help more people mm -hmm. um, still being, you know, um, true to the time and the energy and the commitment that it takes to go through some of these services and stuff. So um, yeah, it's it's uh, quite an interesting realm. I guess if I could say something else to that, it would be be proactive. 
so that you don't have the $8,000 vet bill. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, even like some of the injuries and stuff that, that pets have, some of those can be preventable, prevented through right diet, nutrition, supplementation, things like that. And it was a dog. I'm sure that's what you're referring to. Um, even some of their degenerative problems are either, uh, can be mitigated if caught early enough through supplementation and, and proper diet and things like that, especially if there's genetic tendencies for stuff. But even for cats, if there's a genetic tendency for a cat, a certain breed to have a heart, heart issues or, you know, whatever, that's when you know, okay, let's start putting on some of these supplements to support the heart and the cardiovascular system before there's a problem. Mm-hmm. so that we can kind of mitigate and, and be proactive in those areas. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it's nutrition, you know? Yes. I was reading on your site about, especially if it's kidney issues, like do not give them like dry kibble. That's like mm-hmm. one of the worst things you can do for your cat. Um, yeah. So maybe like, you know, high quality uh, nutrition will prolong their life. It does. You know, if that's, if, if no, if there's not anything else that I can leave with people today, I would say get the foundational nutrition correct because the if they're eating a really, really high quality, proper species appropriate diet, you will not have the health issues that you would if you were eating a cheap, convenient, processed food diet. It's just hands down night and day. So if you get the nutrition right, you're gonna avoid a lot of stuff. Yeah. You know? avoid a lot and I made, I used to feed kibble. I didn't know, you know, mm-hmm. I used to feed the crap food because that's what we fed our cats when I grew up. So it's mm-hmm. just something you're con- trained and conditioned to think that that's proper. Mm-hmm. You know, I used to buy the, 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 the organic process, you know, special kibble <laughs> only to find out years later that it was still crap. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just processed is processed, whether you want to put an organic label on it or not, it's just, it's still processed with high heat and it has all of the, the, you know, cancerous byproducts associated with high heat processing. And so you're really not doing your cat or dog any better by eating a organic, really good quality dry food. It's mm-hmm. still dry food. Mm-hmm. You know, we, as, as a comparison, we don't eat Cheetos all day long, three meals a day. You know, what kind of shape would we be in if we ate processed food yeah. chips? And, you know, for every meal, the, every day of our life, we would be really, really um, sick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We'd have a lot of health problems. And so our pets are the same way. You know, their bodies work the same way. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And I mean, you know, obesity is such an issue for adults, but we're seeing this in pets. So many. Yeah obese cats and dogs out there. Um, Mm -hmm. What are some of the things that you, I mean, besides just nutrition, do you guys talk about other ways to help people get their pets at a healthier weight, like exercise and so on? Well, the foundation would be feeding them the right food. Cause I will tell you, if you ask the people whose cats and dogs are obese, look at what they're feeding them and it's going to be dry food. Yeah. Because it's loaded with calories it's loaded with calories, more calories than they need. And so they can't, cats specifically can't, they don't have the amylase, which is a digestive enzyme to break down um, sugars, carbs, Mm -hmm. which is what processed food is primarily made of. And so their body can't digest it. So it packs on the pounds because their body doesn't know what to do with all this sugar. It's metabolized and stored as fat. 
So um, if you just change the diet, oh my gosh, what a difference. But then act, get them active, you know, play mm -hmm. sessions. Toys. Toys, get them, get them moving, you know. They've got to, just like humans, you know, mm -hmm. if we were couch potatoes, we'd be, you know, 50 pounds overweight and we would be yeah. terrible, you know. Yeah. But if you get out and you're moving and you're exercising and you're not sedentary and you're eating right, your body just works better and mm -hmm. you look better because mm -hmm. <laughs> you're more active, you know? Absolutely. So absolutely moving, get them moving, exercise, get the mm -hmm. diet right, you know, mm -hmm. those Very are big. Cool. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Well, we're coming to the end here. Do you have any like final thoughts uh, you'd like to share about holistic hat healing? You know, I would just say if you if you are dealing with an issue with your pet and you are at your wits end, <laughs> you don't know what else to turn to, but you know there's something, consider doing an optimal cat health analysis. And I do dog health analysis too. But just even if it's not with me, find an integrated vet who, who is educated and looking outside of the conventional box and learn about proper nutrition, species appropriate diets are, are, are really the key. Um, and then don't be afraid to explore and learn about other modalities because you would be so mind blown at what is out there that can help pets today that wasn't known about 20 or 10 years ago, 20 years ago. We've come so far it's it's the the line between human and pet medicine is kind of starting to blur with the holistic mm -hmm. and alternative world you know there's so much crossover now and it's so exciting because there's always an answer out there and you know one of the things that i always tell my clients um there's always something we can do you know a vet can't say that because their their toolbox is limited that with holistic and alternative medicine there's always something you can do even if it's palliative care, end of life care, or whatever mm -hmm. it is, there's always something that we can do yes. to help these pets. Yes. And, and, I, and I love that you guys address like the emotional domain of it all, not only mm -hmm. for the pet, but for the pet owner. Yeah. You know, because sometimes when you go to the veterinary, it's cold, you're in and out, you see them five minutes. It's, yeah. you know, so it's nice to have like an ally with, you know, a service like yours that, you know, kind of addresses that. Cause it can be very, it can be very hard. It is. And you don't want to feel like you're alone when you have some really tough decisions to make. I mean, I've even had, I've been on the phone with clients when they're at the vet having to decide if it's that mm. time, you know, and asking yeah. the pet is, you know, is this what you want? Are you ready? That's a very, very, very hard place to be. Oof. But the fact, yes. fact that they even call me, wow. That's, yeah you know, help me figure out if this is, if this is the right thing. Yeah. And so that's just having somebody in your, in your, on your side, mm -hmm. you know, in your corner that they can just turn to you and go, I'm mm -hmm. not sure, you know, mm -hmm. what else can I do? You know, yep. it's just nice to be on the team to be yes. able to help support yes. these parents, you know? Yeah. And I mean, and you have the empathy, you've been there, you know, exactly how that feels in oh, that yeah. moment and how hard it can be you know, to let go of that pet in those, you know, end of stage times. And um, I think it's really valuable that you have a service that you can help, you know, hold people's hands through those times. Yeah. 
and they find it very valuable and they're so grateful and I get, I just have the best customers and clients. They're they're amazing, truly amazing. So it's an honor to be in this industry and it's an honor to serve them. It really is. Yes. Yes. So good. Well, thank you, Pam, for being on my channel today and sharing with us all that you know about holistic health for cats. I sure do appreciate it. Sure thing. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. And if you guys like this video, yeah. please give it a thumbs up and don't forget to share and subscribe and hit the bell to be alerted to when the next video drops. Thanks for watching. Thanks.